Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. survivors. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Today I'm going to talk about little daily connections, kind of like a podcast on gratitude a little bit, but more about like doing little acts of service and how much pleasure and joy it brings to our life. So that's really what I'm going to talk about today, but I wanted to start out here with thanking a listener. Her name is Tori and her last name here on iTunes says Lachey with four Y's and she says that she loves my podcast. I love this podcast with the smiley face with hearts all around it. I love that little emoji. I think it's very calming to listen to this and it opens my mind to my own things I need to work on. Thank you so much Tori. I really appreciate you rating the podcast and giving it a review if you like it and you know now while I'm saying that that's not why I'm doing this episode. I'm not just trying to get everybody to write me a review. That'd be actually kind of cool though. And now that I said that and thought of it, maybe that would be something cool. So if you haven't done that, I would really appreciate it. And it gets more people listening to the podcast if there's more reviews. So if you feel so inclined, then please do. And if you don't love the podcast, then, you know, like Glennon Doyle says, then you just don't have to worry about it. Just don't. So today, let's see. So what inspired me to talk about little acts of kindness. A few days ago, I had some free time and I was waiting in line somewhere. I don't even remember where, but I thought, you know what I can do right now? The place I was at had good internet (laughs) and I thought I can write a Yelp review for this person that cleaned my couch last week. And so I pulled up the person's name and wrote him a really nice review. It was actually this um, couch cleaner person, upholstery cleaner because my cat lately has been peeing on the couch which is pretty much the most horrific thing that I can think of that an animal would do to my house and I'm pretty upset um trying to figure out problem solving for that one um and it hasn't stopped so I'm gonna have to have that cleaner come back but he was a really nice guy and he did a great job it got all the smell and it made me forget that my cat had peed in a couple different spots on the couch which is like I said, like pretty much so nasty that I don't even want to mention it. Like that makes me feel disgusting. Um, and I don't want to be one of those people that you walk into their house and it smells like cat pee. Like that is just one of those things I do not want or imagine in my life. So anyway, problem solving. But um, I wrote them a nice review and uh, talked about the ease of making the appointment and how kind he was and friendly and he gave me some extra tips basically that I could go to Home Depot if I wanted and rent a machine to do this and you know save some money which I don't know if I'm going to do it I like to have an income and it's easier I mean what if I do it wrong and then don't clean it as well or I don't know it just seems easier to 
get somebody to come. Thankfully, I have the resources for that. And it helps support a small business because this guy I could tell was just, he has a small business. His kid was in the background talking when I was making the appointment. So I wrote a Yelp review and I do little things like that. I have for the last few years where I think of something kind that I could do to, for someone else. Like a little whisper comes into my brain of something, some way I can repay a kindness or be gracious for something I have. And now instead of thinking, oh, that's a good idea and not acting on it, I really try to act on those little whispers more often than I did ever before. Like I would always in the past kind of think like, oh, I'm a good person kind of and give myself a pat on the back for even thinking of doing something like that. But does it really matter if I don't do it? I mean, does that mean I'm a good person? So now I just try to do a lot more acts of kindness and it just makes me happier, right? And really what it comes down to is it gives us a little connection throughout the day. And I think that's the thing that makes me so happy because I really crave connection with other people. And I think that's something I was really missing earlier in my life. I didn't connect enough because I was so shy and I was so self-conscious and I never felt good enough. So I wouldn't branch out to tell people how great I think they were. That actually takes a pretty good amount of self-confidence to be able to give compliments to another person. I know that that is actually a trait of codependency that um, I can actually give praise to another person or even receiving praise. That's the other side of it too. Those are both hard for codependents. For me to be able to tell another person and look them in the eye that I think they're great, it takes a part of me showing my authenticity and it's vulnerable. And that's why it's a connection, right? All connections that are good are they have a sense of vulnerability in, in them, and I crave that kind of connection. Um, another thing, actually, I haven't done this one yet, but I am going to tomorrow, um, is my boss at work. She gives us a lot of little presents here and there, like she'll write a nice note or put a little card that has a cute quote in our boxes, um, or like today I think she gave us like a little bag of popcorn like I'm not sure if it was from her but I'm assuming who else would it be than her like I don't think our office staff bought everybody popcorn like that doesn't make sense um so anyway I'm gonna write her an email tomorrow I just didn't get to it today but I will do that and just thank her for that kindness to acknowledge it I don't know if other people do that or not but it makes a difference I like getting little who doesn't like getting little presents right it's so much fun I know there was a couple Teachers, when I was a kid, my mom is a teacher, and I would, she, my mom talks a lot, and she would tell me everything every day about her day, so I knew a lot about the teachers at the school that I went to and that she worked at, but there were a few there that loved to give little gifts, so they'd, like, give a little gift, or she has this one friend that would just come over and, like, bring her coffee once in a while in the morning, little cafecita, and, um, you know, that's just like really sweet. I like that people do that kind of stuff. And I was never one to really act on those things. But now that I do a little more often, it always is rewarding. Like I don't, I probably wouldn't got it, get a present and bring it to someone as much. You know what though? Now that I say that, I actually have done it a couple times in the past. There was a coworker of mine that whose wife was in the hospital with cancer and um, I knew her too. And so I did bring him some, some of those really good cookies. I think I actually did a podcast about that. 
um, some really delicious. Anyway, and I guess she loved them. So look at that. So I did actually walk up to someone and give them a present that I, a person that I don't know that well, and show my kind side because I'm a shy person and it's hard to open up. That felt good, you know, and, and it took a long time for me to even hear back that she liked him. I think it was probably a month or two since I ran into him again. And, you know, so it wasn't, it's not about the payoff. It's not really about the hearing did that other person like it. It's about doing it and knowing that I'm a person that tries to help other people, that branches out. Um, there's a lot of kind and wonderful people in our world that do that kind of stuff. And I guess go back again and reiterate the fact that I used to think about these things in my head. And because I thought about doing nice things, I would think, oh, I'm a good person and I'm a kind person. But yet I wasn't really doing acts of service for anyone. So in some ways, I was really selfish in my manners. I was selfish because I actually wasn't branching out. So that's intriguing to me. This Sunday, my son and I went back to church. We hadn't gone all summer. They don't they don't have a kids program in the summer and just we were busy a lot of Sundays anyway. And, you know, we needed a break. It was a perfect time for a break. And this Sunday, I was excited. We went back. It was nice to go there and sing. And one thing that the pastor said in the message, he was talking about when God tells us something and there's that whisper of something we should do, but then how many times do we really act on that? How many times do we go through with it? And there's a thing, sometimes it's, like I'm saying, it's kind of hard to do something to be vulnerable and branch out and help someone else. But there's two more aspects of it. One aspect of it is that I know last year at one point, some friends of ours had COVID and one of my son's friends families and I got to know the mom pretty well because the boys were going to gymnastics together and um, I wanted to do something nice for them so like the whole family of five at different points in that week had gotten COVID and some were feeling worse than others and then some were full of energy when the others were sick on the couch that kind of thing and so one night I said oh how about if I get you guys food from this Mexican place that we like and I'll bring it over. And I was just going to buy it out of pocket, you know, to be kind. And um, But to do that, like I did offer it to her. And then to do that, though, I felt as I shut down the phone or shut down the text, like I felt a lot of responsibility, right? Like, oh, shoot, now I have to show up to what I promised. So for me, it actually takes a lot of trust in myself to be able to do kind things for others. Am I going to trust that I'm going to follow through and actually do it? And thank goodness I was able to. Maybe there's some fear in there from me that like if something happened and I wasn't able to, that I'd let the other person down. And I certainly don't like letting people down. So my old self would have been like, well, you know, without me even being conscious of it, like let's not do something and be vulnerable because what if it goes wrong and then I look like I'm a piece of crap, you know, or that's how... I used to think in my head, but now I take those risks and luckily it all worked out and they loved the food and it, you know, brought us a connection. And now me and that mom and those kids are still friends and they're, they live really close to us. So it's like they're part of our extended family, you know, and 
it's so important to have those people in our lives, the people that are parents of the the kids that our kids go to school with and um, in the neighborhood. It's just so nice to know people that are close to us. My son and I made a connection this summer also with a teenager that lives in our complex here. We were at the pool and we'd met him a lot of times like before the pandemic a few times I think we'd met him and then this year he'd you know grown up a little bit more and um, it's just like it's nice to make connections. So I was telling the second aspect of going back to that of what my pastor was saying that it's hard to fulfill those whisperings of what God's asking us to do. The second part of that is that Fear can set in when we are asked to do something for somebody else. And that happened to me exactly when he was talking about it. I went back to church and I ran into this woman that I had met at a pool party um, a few months ago. And she was different, but spiritual. And I did like her. And But there was something about her that I was like, yeah, I don't know if we'll be really good friends, but... I think she's a beautiful person in a lot of ways, and I was glad I got to talk to her. But then during the sermon, as he's saying, like, we need to reach out to people if God's whispering to us, I just kept getting this feeling to myself that I should invite her to this meeting that I go to. I thought, well, how am I going to invite her to that? I don't want to imply that, like, I, I don't know if she has a problem with codependency. Like, I'm not trying to imply that at all, but I just got this feeling that I should tell her about it. And so because of the sermon, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to act on it. And um, I always have to kind of look for the signs, though, because after the sermon, you know, I said goodbye to her and I wasn't quite sure if I was going to say anything about it or not. But then she re-engaged with me, asked me how I was doing, wanted to talk more. And I felt like that to me was a sign that I should go ahead and ask her if she wanted to come to my women's group on Thursday night. And that's kind of when I feel like God is working in my life or the universe is working in my life is where I have to feel it out. It's like I get an impulse of an idea and then I kind of feel it out, like at every moment, like, is this a good time to bring it up? Is this, and it kind of like sit there a little bit. And if it doesn't feel like it has that open door feeling of this is the time to talk about it, then usually I don't go there. So I really do have to be sensitive about, is this the right time to bring these things up sometimes? And is it not? And I've been better and better about feeling my way through that as I practice more and like try it out. And I can't say that I've ever tried out something like this and it hasn't given me some kind of positive reward. Like just the fact that I'm doing something that I can be proud of on my own, whether or not the effect, it has an effect on another person, makes me feel better about myself because I think I'm showing who I truly am if it's coming from an honest place as it is. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was, so originally when I was making this podcast episode, I thought, well, maybe I'll do the episode and talk about gratitude. Like maybe that's the concept that I'm wanting to talk about. But then I decided like, that's like so overdone. Like it's so, everybody talks about gratitude and is it kind of a boring topic now? Is it 
toxically positive. Like it does have some hints of toxic positivity in some ways, like always talking about gratitude. But I wanted to mention it because it's just such a big part of my life to try to practice gratitude at all times. And I was talking to my son today on the way home from school and we were going to get dinner at Rubio's, we decided, and he ended up, you know, you give kids an inch and they take a mile. It's like, you want this? Okay. And then you want this? No, but mom, I want this. And I'm like, well, does that cost more? Like, did you even see if that's an extra upcharge when you tried to add that on the app? And then, you know, he wanted to take my phone and order on the app on his own. And I said, you know, I'll let you look at it, but I'm going to be pressing the buttons because you don't notice when you do like upcharges and stuff and I don't want to pay extra money. I'm paying a $6.99 for your meal. That's the plan. I'm not buying you an extra drink. I'm not doing this and that. And um, he wanted, I don't know, French fries or something like they even have French fries at Rubia's. Okay. I mean, so I look at it and it's like a 25 cent upcharge. And I'm like, Sebastian, I told you I'm not going to do any upcharges. And he's like, it's only 25 cents. And I was like, you know, you're just not grateful. Like, that's my money and I get to decide what I do with it. And, you know, I kind of go on a rant sometimes and I'm trying to kind of work on that with him. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I wasn't great gracious for things when I was a kid either. Like I said, please and thank you. Like my mom taught me. But like, I probably didn't go around like thinking of gratitude for everyone and everything, even though I was a kind-hearted kid. My conclusion was that gratitude is a learned behavior. And so I looked that up tonight. Is that true? And that is conclusively true from what I saw on the internet, is that gratitude is a learned behavior. And a little bit of gratitude practice is not necessarily going to change anything. But the people who do a deep gratitude practice and who really feel it and work with gratitude the way they see fit like you know it's not one size fits all you can do gratitude in a bunch of different ways if you find the one that works for you and it really comes from a true place then it can have a ton of benefits like some of the benefits that I saw on here was like pretty amazing it's linked to better sleep people who are more grateful seem to have more energy less depression and possibly even a lower risk of heart disease and it says that some people, though, who are more autonomous might not get a buzz from gratitude. So it kind of depends on what type of person you are. And this was from an NPR article by Katherine Hobson in 2016. So, I mean, I'm sure there's been a million studies on gratitude after that. Um, but I just want to leave you with one last thought is that a few years ago, I had a gratitude texting group with some friends and... It didn't really go that well for me because some of the people, I I guess I felt uncomfortable with them. And I realized from that that I feel very vulnerable when I share what I'm grateful for. And some of the per people on the text thread, I just wasn't really that close to. And so I wasn't able to really open myself up to share my gratitude with them. But after that, I kind of shared with one friend that that was happening. And she's like, oh, well, how about if we do like just you and me another texting thing and every day we'll share like, you know, three things we're grateful for on text. I said, okay, cool. And so with that person, since I felt safe with her, 
I loved it. It was wonderful. I mean, I could truly say the things I was grateful for and I didn't feel stupid about it. And I felt like I could say anything that was on my heart. So if you want to try that kind of practice, I would encourage that. Um, I really loved it. I would do it again, actually. Maybe I'll ask that friend if she wants to do that again because it was fun and it gave me a connection between me and that friend besides me being able to every day come up with three new things that I was grateful for because it's unlimited, right? All right, well, do a random act of kindness or a little act of service this week, maybe tomorrow, and let me know how it goes. You can always find me on Instagram at iHeartsErin, and I'll see you back here next week. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.com.